Hello, and welcome to The Adrian Ross Show, a product of the BMG Network. So glad you're tuned in at thebmgnetwork.com, the BMG Network's YouTube channel, or a major podcast platform. It's time for another exemplary episode. So here we go. November 8th is right around the corner. So if you're tuned into this episode uh, on the day that it comes out, which is Tuesday, then we are one week away, one week away from midterm elections. That's if you're tuned in the day this episode comes out, which would be November 1st, then we are again, just one week away from midterm elections. And if you're tuned in later, then we don't, we have even less time. And so this is an absolutely important podcast episode, and I want to use this time to to share some important uh, information with you, but I'm going to start with this. I'm starting with imploring you to make sure you vote. Make sure you vote November 8th. Now, maybe you'll say, Adrian, I'm just not one of those people who votes during, uh, during midterms. It's not my thing. I'm telling you, it needs to be your thing. There's a country on the line. There are elections that matter. All elections matter. Okay. And so whatever is on the ballot where you live, you need to know what that is. And I beg you to make sure you go vote. It's just, um, it's alarming the number of people who who don't vote. And, And I've shared many times back in the day, I was one of those people, but I thank God I've come around to understanding that my vote absolutely matters. And there are so many people who think that's politics. I don't get in politics and that's not my thing. It has to be your thing because you're impacted by the outcome of these elections. It absolutely impacts your life. I'm not going to say to you what I have heard so many times, and that's this. If you don't vote, then don't complain about X, Y, and Z when it goes down. I'm not going to say that to you because there are people who don't complain about it. They don't vote and they don't complain, okay? And they don't complain because they don't have a clue what's going on. So they don't have a reason to complain. They don't know to complain. So I'm not saying that, hey, because there might be people who say, okay, I won't vote and I won't complain. No, you need to know what's going on and vote. Not voting should not be an option. Yes, you do have a right not to vote. I believe that you have a right not to vote, but it, it's not in your best interest. It's not in the best interest of where you live and it's not in the best interest of the country. And so that should be something that we take off the table, okay? And that we and, and we should be exercising the right to vote in these midterms. It's so important. And listen, conservatives, We see the direction the country is going in, and hopefully uh, the people on the left, okay, hopefully Democrats also can look and say, this is not the direction we want the country to go in. This inflation is off the wall. This agenda with children is off the wall. This issue with, with gas prices is off the wall. And the crime, it's off the wall. We have our president, God bless him, who clearly is, has issues, whatever those issues are. I'm not a doctor, but there are obviously some kind of cognitive issues going on, right? And so we need to whether you're on the left or whether you're on the right, man, I hope we can be 
nonpartisan enough to say, I'm just looking at the country in a straight on lens and we need some changes. And we need some people in office locally to, um, to do what's in the best interest of, of where you live. And obviously on a, on a national level, we certainly need a turnaround because where we're headed is, is not where we wanna go, but we can right the ship. And you are so blessed to live in a country where you have a say in what that ends up looking like. So again, Midterm elections are on November 8th. We absolutely have to vote, okay? Now, I, I want to voice some concerns today because, see, I, you know, I, I always say I'm not, I'm not here or there, wherever I, wherever I use this voice, okay, wherever I use any platform that I have or, or vocalize any opinion, I'm not here to um, just prop up a particular party. I, I, I think that, um, both parties are a hot mess at much of the time, okay? And, and a lot of these so-called leaders, they're interested in self. It's about promoting self. It's about maintaining their position. So although I lean toward the Republican agenda, I'm really a, number one, a Christian, and I am a conservative, okay? I am a social conservative. I am a fiscal conservative. I'm, I'm, I'm just a conservative. I'm, I'm not a Democrat in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I guess if I were leaning more toward one, it would be Republican. Uh, but unfortunately, these so-called leaders on both sides can be an absolute hot mess and can be so invested in their own power that it's damaging, Okay. And, and so we've got to be people who look at what's going on. We look at people we know will support what is in the best interest of where we are, of our nation. And then we move in, you know, we move in that direction, that direction toward supporting those people. But there is, I, I'm so, what I'm going to talk about today, I am so frustrated, although not really surprised, but I'm frustrated with the leadership on the national on the national level we we and we're going to talk about uh, Mitch McConnell we're going to talk about Senate minority leader Mitch McConnell we're going to talk about some important races okay um some races in uh in New Hampshire races in Arizona uh, races in Alaska and and we're going to talk about that and and how Mitch McConnell who's the top uh the top Senate Republican how he impacts all of us. You don't live in Arizona, maybe. I know some people are listening from Arizona, but maybe you don't live in Arizona. Maybe you don't live, live in New Hampshire. Maybe you don't live in Alaska, but you live in the country and these so-called leaders and these candidates impact all of us, okay? So I wanna first, I wanna start by playing this for you. If you're listening, you're gonna hear it. If you're watching, obviously you're gonna see it. It's an interview that Stephen Bannon did with uh, former Alaska governor, current candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives, uh, Sarah Palin. And they're talking about something that is extremely concerning. And then after, after you check this out, I'm going to come back and I'm going to see if we can break this thing down. So here you go. 
What's the story, Beja? Is is he like a college professor or an elementary school teacher? Who is this guy? And what's he even doing uh, no, on the stage? He really knows who he is, except he's a part of the wealthy Democrat political dynasty family up here. We have two dynasties. On the right side are the Murkowskis. On the left side are the Begages. Nick Begage now is the chosen one of their family to put an R by his name for this race. He's in there as a plant, and he's siphoning off enough votes from me so that the Democrat is uh, allowed to serve in Congress representing this deep, deep red state. But this has to do with Lisa Murkowski and Mitch McConnell, the political establishment in D.C. This is much bigger than Alaska. It's much bigger than my little hometown of Wasilla, where I am. Uh, This is Mitch McConnell pouring in $9 million into Lisa Murkowski's seat so that she can retain her seat, but also so that she can knight her chosen ones across the state um, in, in my race. Certainly, I'm not the chosen one. So she's helping the Democrat in my race. She has Hold endorsed. Hang on. Hang, 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 hang on. Hang on. Hang on. She said she endorsed and going to vote. You tell me Mitch McConnell's pulled money out of New Hampshire and Arizona, Arizona and yeah. in Arizona. The two states are right on the cusp of when he pulled money out of there to put nine million dollars in back from Murkowski against Kelly Chewbacca. And exactly. so that Murkowski can endorse a Democrat and then say she's going to vote for that Democrat. Is that what you're telling this audience, ma'am? That's what I'm telling them. I'm telling them Mitch McConnell and that organization, the Uniparty, they have taken GOP donations, given them to Lisa Murkowski so that she can defeat Republicans up here. And I'm kind of the um, token, the symbol of Tea Party movement, of, of a Trumpster. They hate Trump. But, well, Lisa Murkowski voted to impeach him, you know. So what they're doing is taking big shots at my candidacy to send Trump a message that uh-uh, even in the deep red state of Alaska, you're not going anywhere, Trump, and the train's not going anywhere across the state. They're not going to win, though, Steve, because it's, it is, okay, 11 days to go, right? But this is when people start paying attention. Thank God people are paying attention. They're wondering, for instance, why is the GOP up here in Alaska have a big get out the vote rally and, uh, you know, the Republicans who are all invited? Guess who's not invited to the big rally? Sarah Palin, the GOP vote getter on top of all the races that we have. This is why we have ranked choice voting. This is why Lisa being in charge of um, what what it takes for her to retain her seat. This is what's screwing up the elections in Alaska. And don't let it happen to other states. Do not allow ranked choice voting. It was her attorney who crafted this scheme. And that's what we're stuck with right now. And uh, it's, it isn't easy because of what the machine is doing against me. And it's just like what Trump says. They're not coming after me. They're coming after you. They're coming after those who believe in America first and smaller, smarter government and freedom, protection of our rights. That's what they're coming after. They're just using me. Okay. So did you catch that? Did, did you did you catch what Sarah Palin was saying? She... Uh, had advertised on social media that she was going to be in an interview with Steve Bannon and she was going to expose some things. She was going to speak some truth. And I'm so glad she did because it gives me another opportunity to highlight these things that we need to know about. And why am, why am I talking about this? Because we, we those of us who, who vote, we we have to pay attention. Like she said, we don't have many days left until election. Right. And and this is generally some of us, 
are more, you know, in tune with what's going on all the time. We're constantly feeding on this stuff or, you know, like in, in the case of my job, I, I know, I don't know everything. I try not to be totally immersed in it as I used to be, but I know what's going on. I have to know what's going on. I want to know what's going on. Right. And so as people are starting to pay attention, you have to understand that sometimes you think, oh, you know, these, these, you know, Senator Mitch McConnell, he's a Republican, da, 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 you know, or, or so-and-so they're a Democrat, da, da, da. you know, look, we, it's time that we know what's going on and that we can't, we don't get played by people who are more interested in their position than they are in, in us, than they are in freedom, than they are in what's going to progress the country the way we need to be progressed. So, so Sarah Palin shine, shine this light on something that I want to talk about. Mitch McConnell. Okay. Notice what, what, what she mentioned, how he's propping up Senator Lisa Murkowski and pulling out of key places like New Hampshire and Arizona. Now, Lisa Murkowski She's a 21-year incumbent. She has an R behind her name, but she ain't no conservative Republican, okay? She voted to impeach Donald Trump. She has a Trump issue, okay? And she's not been someone that we can count on to have Republican values. She's in the Senate now because her father appointed her there. And I'm telling you, come hell or high water, she plans to stay there. And you've heard me talk about ranked choice voting, or maybe you've read something I've written about ranked choice voting, and you hear some of these politicians, including Sarah Palin, sounding the alarm about ranked choice voting. It's not whining. It is helping people understand what a mess it is. And it was crafted by Lisa Murkowski's own attorney for the purpose of making sure she stays in office. And Project Veritas verified this. You know, Project Veritas, they, they're good on shining the light on stuff. And you know, when you turn the light on, roaches come out. And so staff members, Lisa Murkowski busted talking about the fact that this was designed to keep her in office. Why? Because she ain't no Republican and she's not going to win now. She wouldn't be able to win in the traditional, in a traditional primary. So she's got to set up some mess so that she can keep her position, you know, and, and so Republicans can split the vote and we have the whole mess that ranked choice voting is. But this was not really designed to talk about ranked choice voting. But I am going to talk about Lisa Murkowski because she's the 21 year incumbent. And you have Mitch McConnell, who obviously ought to know that Lisa Murkowski has not been a friend of a conservative platform at all. She's a hindrance. She's in the way. She does not represent what what we want for the betterment of the country. And yet Mitch McConnell, who supposedly wants the best agenda going forward, who supposedly um, the, the number one, the top, you know, Senate Republican, he has poured in $9 million to support Lisa Murkowski, the fake Republican, against her challenger, Kelly Shabaka, whom Trump endorsed. 
and run attack ads against Kelly Chewbacca. Now, I've got a bone to pick with Kelly, too, and I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But Lisa Murkowski, uh, she, she is not, she does not hold true conservative values, and she has been a problem. And at a time when the nation is at a crucial point where this Biden agenda is off the hook, where we need someone in there who's going to do the right thing, Mitch McConnell endorses 21-year incumbent fake Republican Lisa Murkowski pouring in $9 million in her campaign and running attack ads against Kelly Shabaka, whom Trump endorsed, which is probably, as Sarah Palin mentioned, it's probably not a coincidence. Is this a dig to get to Donald Trump? Because we know that McConnell is no friend of Donald Trump. So you pick Lisa Murkowski and the Alaska Republican Party has censored censured Mitch McConnell over this. And he has been, other Republican committees have publicly rebuked Mitch McConnell as a result of this. Again, we need to know what's going on because we can't be fooled by these people who hold the title and assume that they want what's best. That's why our vote always matters because we have to know these people who pretend that they want the best and they don't. They want their group. They want the old guard. They want the status quo. They want it to be business as usual. And they're willing to put in a, keep in a Lisa Murkowski who is not a help, which tells us what? Their number one interest is not the country. Mitch McConnell's number one interest cannot be what's right for the country because how in the world do you support a Lisa Murkowski and pour this money in and bash her opponent? And how bad is Lisa Murkowski? Okay, so let's just let's just go on into this. I just, I'm going to go into New Hampshire and I'm going to go into Arizona, but let's just talk about about um, about Alaska and Lisa Murkowski. Now you know again they have the ranked choice voting system. Lisa Murkowski, the faux Republican has said that she's going to rank Democrat Mary Peltola over the Republican Sarah Palin and the Republican, or at least running as a Republican, Nick Begich. Sarah mentioned him. He's from the prominent Democrat Party. Okay? But anyway, I'll get back to him. But while Sarah Palin is saying, hey, we need to rank the red. We, we, we got jacked up in this last election, which sent Mary Piltola to D.C. to complete Representative Don Young's term. OK, so you've had you ranked choice voting, split the vote. And so the vote was split from um, from Sarah Palin and Nick Begich. So 60 percent of Alaskans voted for a Republican agenda, which they believe was what they believe would be a Republican agenda. And still a Democrat is now sitting in Representative Don Young's seat, at least until until January. Thanks to 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 rank choice voting. So now they're saying, you know what, Sarah Palin was coming and said, listen, we have to rank the red. 
Okay, so you anyway, you need you need to raise the rent. But but Lisa Murkowski says no, she's not ranking. Uh, she's not ranking Sarah Palin first. She's not ranking Nick Begich first. She's going for Democrat Mary Piltola. That's where her vote is, and that's the person that that's the person whom our Senate Minority Leader is pouring money into. He's <laughs> she's already said Lisa Murkowski. No surprise because she's she she might as well. I, I don't know why she just isn't a Democrat she is but so so she basically I'm, yeah i'm gonna vote for her. i'm gonna vote you know she got issues with sarah palin so she's not gonna vote for her she she's not voting for nick baggage well i'm voting yeah i'm, voting, I'm ranking mary Potola first democrat what kind of mess is that and you the top the top republic senate republican mcconnell you're backing her pouring money into her and dissing her opponent that's what we have going on in this country not only that, not only is he pouring $9 million there, the Senate Minority Leader has also decided that he's going to take money out of some key, some key campaigns. So in New Hampshire, we have General Don Bolduck, and he is running against incumbent Maggie Hassan. Again, she's a Democrat. She's all up in the Biden agenda. And we've got this key race in New Hampshire that is important, okay? And now he's decided to pull out all the super PAC money, all, all the money from uh, the, the, the McConnell-backed Senate Leadership Fund is going to be pulled out of, of New Hampshire, where General Bolduc is is surging. And so from what I understand, that decision is going to take 5.6 million away from General Bolduc's candidacy, which will help Maggie Democrat Hassan. And now that he's surging, they're virtually tied, but now he's gonna pull back. This is Mitch McConnell. And, and you got folks, Republicans, who are pouring their money in their, you know, their donations so that we can have a conservative agenda. And we've got leadership who, that, who decides they don't want to win. Apparently, they don't want to win what's winnable. What sense does that make? So one of my colleagues at Breitbart News uh, John Nolte, he wrote a column, uh, he wrote an article called Looks Like Mitch McConnell Wants to Lose Winnable New Hampshire Senate Seat. He's going to pull, he, he decided he was going to pull money out now that the Republican candidate is surging. Now that Don Bolduc has surged, basically tied with Maggie Hassan, and he, uh, his um, Senate leadership fund wants to, wants to pull money out. And not just that, apparently uh, the National Republican Senatorial Committee, NRSC, has also reportedly removed this financial support from the state as well. And he writes, John Nolte writes, the useless and corrupt uniparty strikes again. Why do we always, what is the saying? Snatching, what is it? Snatching 
defeat from victory or, you know, a statement from the hands of victory or is it vice versa? Anyway, you get my point. Why is it that we can't, we can't win the winnable? These so-called Republicans, the, the old guard, it's absolutely ridiculous and frustrating. And this should make us want to vote even more. Every chance we get to get our hands into something, whatever is on our ballot, to do the right thing, we should want to do it. We should be lining up at the door to cast our vote. So, you know, here McConnell has money uh, invested in that. And all of a sudden he decides that he's going to he's going to flip. And Baldick has been outspent by Hassan by $9 million. And now he's surging. And my, my colleague write, writes this. He writes, it's, it, it almost feels like McConnell believes he made a mistake. Heck, like McConnell saying, heck, we didn't expect the guy to win. We were just spending money in New Hampshire. So it would look like we wanted to, him to win. Now that he might win, let's go to Alaska. And of course, he, he's pouring money into Alaska. But again, his point is, what in the world is up with McConnell? It's like he was trying to look good, but now that it's like, oh my goodness, Boulder could actually beat this Democrat. Let's let's put the brakes on. What is what, we need? We need shaking up in D.C. Listen, guys, I know, I know that our answer in this world, in this country, and in this world. It's not a person. It's not a politician. I mean, we need to be praying. We need to believe God. We need a move of God. I understand that I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I know that people are fallible. But I also know that who is in office matters because mess ends up happening when folks more concerned about themselves than they are about the folks who hired them to do the right thing. When they're in office, it's, it's, it's a mess. And so we need to pay attention. We're down to the wire. That's the deal. That's the deal with New Hampshire. Now let's go to Arizona, a seat we really must have. And same old mess with McConnell. Same old mess. So we have Blake Masters in, in, in Arizona running for Senate against Senator Mark Kelly. <clears throat> and what happens? Well, all of a sudden, McConnell again wants to pull out funding from a winnable race where we've got somebody surging to take out Senator Mark Kelly. Again, we need every opportunity, every opportunity to defeat folks who are lining up with the Biden disaster agenda. So Mitch McConnell reportedly has canceled $9.6 million, $10 million of television ads for Blake Masters. Decided that he's going he's gonna to pull that back. Something that is winnable, something where we're gaining momentum, where we're trying to flip the seat to take control of the U.S. Senate. 
We're going against Mark Kelly. This is a huge uh, competitive race, even though there's a spending disparity, right? Spending disparity between the two parties. From what I understand, uh, Democrats, Democrats have bought almost $40 million worth of ads, uh, worth of ads between now and election day. Republicans have only purchased about 14 million today. Anyway, so the Senate Leadership Fund, again, going back to McConnell, means that this fundraising money, yeah, not gonna be, not, not gonna help Arizona. Again, we have to be aware of what's going on. What in the world are we trying to do? Are we trying to save a country or aren't we? What are we, what are we doing? You, you've got races that, that we want to win. We have an opportunity to win. And then folks decide that, that they're going to back off. And then in Alaska actually run ads slamming this so-called Republican, but clearly not the best choice for the job. So let's park there again in, in Alaska, because I said I wanted to get back to Kelly Shabaka. Again, Trump has endorsed her for, for Senate against, against Lisa Murkowski. McConnell, of course, is, is dissing her, uh, Kelly, and, uh, and throwing his money behind the mess that Murkowski is. Okay. And so obviously you hear that I don't like that. But I, I, I have a bone to pick with, with Kelly Shabaka too. Even though she's the one, you know, being done dirty. I do have a, bo- a bone to pick. Um, and with the Alaska Republican Party who censured um, uh, Mitch McConnell. The, the Alaska Republican Party is having a, a get out the vote rally two days before election day, November 6th. They're having it at Anchorage Baptist Temple in Anchorage, Alaska. And they have invited uh, Mike Dunleavy, who's for a uh, governor. Uh, they've invited uh, a gubernatorial candidate, Charlie Pierce. Uh, they've invited uh, Kelly Shabaka. Uh, and I'm just looking at their flyer, and it says Governor Mike Dunleavy, uh, Dunleavy, gubernatorial candidate Charlie Pierce, U.S. Senate candidate Kelly Shabaka, and U.S. congressional candidate Nick Begich. And this is the Get Out the Vote rally. Alaska Republicans. Whose name is missing from that list? Also running for the U.S. House, right, Sarah Palin. But they've got Nick Baggage in there. What do we, what do we know about Nick? You know, like, like uh, Sarah Palin has mentioned there in her interview, what, what do we know about Nick Baggage? You know, he comes from the prominent Democrat party. All of a sudden he shows up, very little known about him, certainly has no record that we can check at all. And yet he's, and he spent most of his campaign attacking Sarah Palin and, and, and spewing lies about her. Um, thankfully, he has said, we also said we need to rank the red. 
you know, but it was all about, I was like, man, I couldn't even tell you what to do was about. At first, all I was hearing was, it was about Sarah's about it's about lies, about she doesn't live in Alaska and all this other stuff. But anyway, so he, he, he's there. He's running as a Republican from this prominent Democrat party. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that because he comes from a Democrat family that he's not really, you know, a Republican. You know, I'm not saying that, but I just find, you know, I, I come from a family of Democrats. I'm not a Democrat. I'm really a, a conservative. So, so, you know, whatever. He's running as a Republican, but he doesn't have a record to run on. We don't really know anything about him. Meanwhile, we've got Sarah Palin, who has made her, um, she, you know, she has stood on principles. We know where we stand with Sarah Palin. Okay. Here's someone who, you know, she's, been a city council member. She's been a mayor. She's been a governor. She was the vice presidential nominee. Okay. For the United States of America, you hold Alaska Republican party a get out the vote rally. And you don't invite her, but you invite Nick Beggins, the dude who's running as Republican. We really don't know anything about, and we don't have a record to look at, but you don't invite her to the rally, get out the vote rally for the, for election day on November 8th, I, you know, the fix is clearly in. And my, you know, my concern, my disappointment, if you will, again, I'm not surprised. None of this stuff surprises me. Okay. But something that I, you know, I got, I have an issue with is, um, is Kelly Shabaka again, endorsed by Trump. Clearly, we don't want Lisa Murkowski to defeat her, but I'm not happy with how she has, uh, has she, you know, comments that she has made. She made a comment that said, it looks like Nick can win, meaning Nick Baggage, who's running against, obviously, Sarah Palin, the other, the Republican. And of course, they're running against who will be an, who was an incumbent and that uh, because she'll have been in the seat for a couple months, a few months. And that's Mary Piltola, the Democrat. And Kelly Shabaka says, you know, it looks like Nick can win. Now she was endorsed by Trump and, and, and Sarah Palin was endorsed by Trump. And, and here comes Kelly Shabaka. It looks like Nick can win. That's what the data and the polls are showing. And I'm like, what? And, you know, is it me or does it seem like, you know, Sarah throws her support behind so many people and then they find themselves in a position where they, you know, gain some popularity and all that and they seem to forget, you know? She went on to say, now someone, someone said, I'm looking at an article in Anchorage Daily News, and someone said that Shabaka or her spokesperson said that her comments were made in response to a question from a baggage supporter who wanted to know if their favorite candidate can win. So someone says, well, she was asked if he can win, and so she said, it looks like Nick can win. Okay, she then goes on, however, to say that's what the data polls are showing. Okay, so if you want to give her the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what, well, you know, she just, you know, she's just saying what the what the polls and the data said. No, she went on to say that Sarah Palin has, quote, really, really, really holds back on her campaign. And then making some comments about that. Now, I know I'm not in Alaska, but I do 
keep my eyes on what's going on. I don't see any pullback from Sarah Palin. And Kelly Shabak, and again, I want her to beat Lisa Murkowski. We need Lisa Murkowski out of there. So I'm not trying to knock the legs out from under Kelly Shabaka, but I am saying that again, this is the deal when we're dealing with people that sometimes you just, you know, it's just a hot mess or at least moments of hot messiness, if I can make up a word. And to me, this is one of those moments. And I, I sure wish that she would correct that. And that is that Sarah is really, 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 you know, she's really, really, really pulled back on her campaign. I don't know. I know Kelly's busy, but I just want to point out that Sarah Palin, if, if you if you if you just even watch her, watch the social media, she is flying through the state. She's driving through the state. She's meeting with uh, voters. She's having meet and greets. She's she's getting her message out there in the most, even in the humblest places. Okay, so. She's she's doing all this stuff, and there's pic, there are pictures after pictures after pictures after video footage. So there's no excuse not to know that Sarah Palin has not really, 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 or at all pulled back on her campaign. And that's the and and, and I, so I have I have a problem with that. Here you are, you know, being being um being bashed by the Senate Minority Leader, you know, with these ads. And, and money being poured into your opponent, and yet someone who is willing to stand alongside you as a fellow Trump-endorsed candidate, and you fall for this nonsense. You know, we need the best people in office. And so I, I, I'm just sounding the alarm, guys, that we have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to your, your local elections, your state things that are going on, know what's on, get a sample ballot, know what's going on. Don't let anything keep you from showing up at the polls on November 8th and also be mindful of the bigger picture as well because there's so much involved here. Why am I passionate about the people I'm passionate about? Because there are other people like Mitch McConnell and Senator Lisa Murkowski and people who are so concerned with self and not what's right that I can't help but be passionate about the people I know are going to benefit not just their state, but the entire nation. Why are you passionate about certain people? Why are you always a supporter of Sarah Palin? Because I believe that as she says, the good guy there because there are some good guys in DC and she always says they need reinforcements we need to send people like Sarah Palin and to to go to DC and to be that reinforcement who people who are not going to be bought and sold people who are not going to back down and there are other people I'm sure but I know what I know and that's why I throw my support behind that, because other people like this, you know, the status quo people, you know, they are into self. And they will sell you down the river in a heartbeat if it means they maintain some level of power or their friends maintain power. And then we have Lisa Murkowski, 21 year incumbent, who probably, you know, hasn't been nor is now a true conservative. You know, I really, really hope that Sarah Palin is wrong when she says that this is about 
getting to Donald Trump. But I don't know that she is. I don't know that she's wrong. Because people like Mitch McConnell despise Donald Trump. And they'll go after, they'll go after a candidacy of someone he's endorsed, like Sarah Palin, uh, like a Kelly Shabaka. They will go after them to get to Trump. And what Trump has said, as she pointed out, it's not about him per se. I mean, it is about him as far as they're concerned, but really when they're coming after him, they're coming after us when our values align. So I don't trust many of these people any farther than, you know, I can throw them. But November 8th, go in there, go to the polling places, pray that it's on the up and up, these elections, I'll leave that alone. But go in there and vote like the country depends on it. Because it does. November 8th, again, I don't care if you don't usually go to vote. Vote anyway. Think of your children as well as yourself because there's a lot riding. I, you know, I've heard people say many, many times in various election times. This is the most important election of our lifetime. I've heard that over and over again. And maybe it was true at that time. Um, maybe it was at that time, the most important election of our lifetime. But I know that when, when we say that now, for sure, this is the most important election of our lifetime. There's so much on the agenda. And we're talking um, you know, the, the, the debt the country's in, you know, we're talking about energy issues where, where we would rather be beholden to foreign regimes. We were talking, um, a, a control, uh, there's a, there's an air where we got politicians who want to control and to manipulate our children in particular, there's the issue of life, of abortion, of people who are not even willing to admit that a, that a heartbeat is there, like Stacey Abrams in Georgia, another important election there. Anyway, so you've got people like Stacey Abrams who will say that the heartbeat is manufactured and that the issue of life is about economics. So, you know, it's, we're living in times that sound, sounds like science fiction. We would have never believed that we would be here, but we are. So I'm going to end this now. And I thank you for tuning in. And I, again, I beg you to make sure that on November 8th, you're at the polls and you're casting your common sense vote because so much is riding on you. Everything. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Adrian Ross Show. And um, please go to thebmgnetwork.com and check out the other podcasters. Um, feel free to go to adrianross.com at gmail.com and leave me a message. Go to Apple Podcasts or wherever 
you listen so that you can leave a rating and review. And of course, on YouTube, you can leave a comment there. But I'm asking you, would you please um, not only leave a rating and a review for the Adrian Ross Show, but would you also subscribe? Would you also share these episodes with other people? Tell other people about the Adrian Ross Show and let's continue to develop this platform where truth can go forth. Thank you for tuning in and I will catch you on the next episode of the Adrian Ross Show. God bless you. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.